Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ditch the Job. Let's do this. What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Burry, the podcast coach here, helping people launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And when it comes to ditching the job, anyone who is thinking about it is thinking about it. It's not like you just suddenly decide one day, I'm going to go ditch my job and then just figure out on the day after that, oh, how am I actually going to keep on making money? So it is a very calculated process to ditch the job. And throughout that process, one of the ways to be less stressed and also create that path for yourself that leads to the life you desire is to practice mindfulness. And our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is the right person when it comes to mindfulness. He's a mindfulness consultant and creator of the top-ranked iTunes podcast, Mindfulness Mode. Our guest is frequently hired by companies to improve corporate culture by replacing stress and anxiety with team spirit and self-respect. As a result of his trainings, employee sick times decline, general wellness improves, and profits increase. Sounds like a really good combination there. His extensive background for over a decade in bullying prevention equips him through mindfulness to inspire employees to replace self-bullying and judgmental behavior with cooperation and respect. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Bruce Langford. Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mark, for the awesome introduction. It's great to be here, and I love this new show that you're doing because I was really excited to ditch my job. I'll tell you, I was. (laughs) I'm definitely excited to have you on the show, Bruce. Uh, We've interviewed each other back and forth. We met at Justin Shank's Growth Out Movement. So uh, Bruce and I go back for a bit, and I do want to jump on what you said. Like You were excited to ditch your job. And I feel like there are a lot of people who I can't wait to get out of my job. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you don't do that right away. So sort of like what I was talking about a little earlier. So can you talk a little bit about when you felt you were ready? And if you were doing mindfulness back then to help you create that better future for yourself? Well, I was a teacher in a school and I was practicing mindfulness on my own just to to be grounded. I did enjoy many aspects of my job. I was a music teacher and I loved the creative parts of my job, but I didn't love the red tape and the administration and some of the stuff that didn't make sense to me. So I had an idea in my head that it would be very cool if I could create a plan in order to leave that job behind. And that's exactly what I did. And just like you said in the introduction, Mark, it's so important to have a plan and understand that you have to be patient and let all the steps of that plan play out. And it's important, as Bruce mentioned, let all the steps play out because some people, they'll let they'll say, oh, it's good enough. And then you'll quit the job and you'll be like, oh, I made a mistake. You don't want to say I made a mistake because it's, uh, it's one thing to ditch the job and make it. It's another thing to ditch the job and then have to re-enter into a job and you don't want that. Now, one of the interesting things about yeah. your situation is it's not like you entirely hated your job. I mean, this is something you're, it seems like you're very passionate about. You love the music side. And I feel like there are people who some of them do love their jobs and they aren't, uh, 
eager to ditch them, but maybe they don't like the administrative stuff. So I'm wondering what your thoughts were, because this is something it seems like you enjoyed and maybe like, you know, pros and cons. So when did you finally decide that I love this, but I got to let it go? Well, that's the thing. I had passion for the work I did and I transferred that same passion over into something else that could be my own thing. And what it was, was uh, when I was teaching, I started to notice that some of my students were being bullied and being picked on. And there was this one boy in particular, a very smart, talented boy that was in my band and in my AV club because I love doing all the tech stuff. And yet I saw that he was hanging out by himself all the time and not looking very happy. And as I talked to him, it turned out he was being bullied. And I thought, you know what, I could do something about this. I could start my own thing where I'm going from school to school and being a keynote speaker and talking about this. So then I got right into it and learned as much as I could about this. And so then I, I thought, well, I can't just jump out of my teaching job until I check out what this is like and, and if I'm good at it or not. So I, I, I inquired and found out that I could take a half-time position. So I went half-time and I did that for two years. So I taught every other day at my school. And on the opposite days, that's when I had my chance to prove to myself and to others that I could actually make this thing work. So then I was working on my business every day. I was getting as many bookings as I possibly could. I was writing, uh, writing like... Uh, presentations and all that kind of thing and writing emails and then getting out there and doing the work. So the thing is I set a goal and I had various steps of that goal in order to make it work. I wanted to make sure that I had that goal as a specific and I had a time on it that, you know, I would have certain aspects of my goal achieved by certain times. And I had, so I wanted to make sure that that goal was really reasonable for me to achieve, that it wasn't something that was just crazy that I couldn't possibly uh, do it at all. And so I, I used all those aspects and I thought about it every day and read my goals every day and gradually moved toward that point where I had all those steps in place. And then after I did that for a year, then I reconsidered, could I do it another year the same way every other day? And so in other words, I evaluated and I reset my goals. And all this time, I was practicing mindfulness because I had a lot of fear. Mark, I had a lot of fear when I first left that, that teaching position. And so I found that by meditating every day, it helped with that fear. It helped me feel more grounded and it helped me feel like I was moving in the right direction. And I also had an exercise routine that I did on a regular basis. So at least three times a week, I would uh, go to the gym and I would spend time just uh, making sure that I was getting some cardio and, and, that helped me get grounded as well. And the other thing I, I did was I made sure that I was exposed to nature because I was very aware that just by being out in nature, I, I had this feeling that, yes, I could do it. I had this feeling I could achieve some of these goals that I wanted to achieve. And it seemed amazing uh, how I felt when I would get out into nature, but I just made sure I kept that as a, as a habit.
And so that's what I teach to a lot of the people I work with, you know, to use those mindfulness techniques. And those are the starter techniques that I always teach to get people going. Because if you want to ditch your job, you can feel very scattered in no time at all if you're trying to put all these pieces together and make them work so that you're making enough money to get by without the regular job you've been depending on. So that's why I, uh, you know, found that I, I needed to use these mindfulness tools to stay grounded. And just by doing some deep breathing and that meditation, it just seemed to make an amazing difference. You know, every day doing deep breathing exercises. I mean, a lot of really good stuff in that answer. One thing I want to emphasize there is, Bruce loved the music, but he was able to transfer that passion from one area to the other. And in that other scenario, it's like, you know, Bruce has like more control. Uh, there is no red tape. There is no administrative stuff. It's just Bruce goes to a school and speaks and Bruce starts his podcast and impacts people that way. So uh, sometimes like you just transfer your passion and you just have more control over your hours, over your work, over how you're able to work, how you're able to reach people, just get more control. So that could be one reason for people who want to ditch their jobs. Maybe they love the area, like they love, like in Bruce's case, music, but they don't like how the job, like the rules and like how it's getting done. So that could be one angle. And Bruce also mentioned a lot of people are scabbed when it comes to uh, like, what do you do after a job? And I feel like you've got a ton of side hustles uh, out there, which while it's great that there are a lot of side hustles, it's also like we got to pick which one we really focus on. So how do you suggest we get the clarity of what we're supposed to be doing instead of uh, like, you know, feeling like we're scattered, not sure what to do? Well, I think the thing is you get clarity by writing this down and writing these goals down and thinking about when you're writing down goals, use the SMART acronym and S-M-A-R-T stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. So if you use all of those elements in your goals and you've written them down and you read them every day, it will bring it to your mind front and foremost so that you're actually working on those things. And once I got established, I, I actually designed a job that was ideal for me. I wanted there to be music in it. So I created presentations where I was performing music, playing music, singing songs, singing the songs I wrote about the topics. And so I loved doing the music. And then I decided to put activity into it. So I was jumping around and doing all these things to keep active. So I didn't have to go to the gym after I spent a day at a school because I had been doing all this activity. So uh, I built in things that I personally wanted to have in my life, I built them right into the job. And then after I became comfortable with this and I was getting lots of jobs and doing the thing, then I, I started listening to a lot of podcasts and just like my podcast, Mindfulness Mode, I know a lot of people learn a lot of things from the guests on, on my show. Well, a lot of people uh, learn different aspects of what to do. And I used to listen to um, different people. And one of them was Brian Tracy. Uh, and he talked about um, passive income 
And I thought, okay, so how do I get passive income going? What's that about? And so I, I found out about a book that I, I got my hands on and this one book changed everything for me. It was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. It's this book. It was Robert Allen's book. And he had a book back in the nineties called, I think it was called zero down or nothing down. And, and then he came out with this one, nothing down in the two thousands. And I thought, Hey, that's it. I could invest in a, an apartment building of some kind. I could, I could do that. And so I, I read the book and I was very mindful about my goals with that as well, jotting down specifically what I would do and, and following the plans of action that he laid out in that book. And even though I had a lot of fear connected with it because he talks about, you know, buying a property with no money down. He said, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have cash, if you don't have money to put down. And when I first started reading the book, I thought, well, that just sounds crazy. But he actually had real techniques in that book that you could apply. So I just bit the bullet and I got out there and I hired a real estate agent and we started looking at properties and I ended up buying a property and it was a six unit building. And then after I was getting, I got cash flowing from that building and I felt really good about it. I was able to get some good tenants in there and everything in the book. He said, okay, you've done it once you can do it again. So I used equity out of the first building and put it into a second building and went ahead a year later and bought a second building. And none of those things I could have done without practicing mindfulness. I'm, I'm completely sure of that, you know, because you've got to be grounded and centered and focused on what you want. And, you know, just by that one single thing of just meditating every day, and doing the deep breathing. I can't tell you, Mark, how many times I, I would meditate and then it was like things would come to me and it would be like, oh yeah, now I know how I can pull that off, how I can do that, how I can get that, the rest of that money for the down payment or whatever it was. And so, you know, I, I highly recommend people look at meditation and a lot of people are scared away from it because a lot of people try it and then they're like, oh, well, this isn't for me. My mind is just too crazy. It's just too active. And in fact, that's the way we are wired as humans. Our minds are supposed to be like that. And so if you take it, if you take meditation one step at a time and you just, you know, close your eyes and notice your breath and just decide to do it for like a minute or two minutes at first, then up it a little bit each day that gives your brain a rest. It gives, well, it actually rewires your neurotransmitter paths in your brain. And scientists have now proven that. And uh, so, you know, by rewiring your neural pathways, you start to think differently. You start to notice your emotions more. You start to act on your emotions differently than you did in the past. And it's all part of mindfulness, all part of, uh, another thing is not being judgmental. Because if you can learn not to be as judgmental of other people in other situations, then you won't be so judgmental of yourself. And that is what stops us in our tracks from doing a lot of these things, from ditching our job. Because 
you know, there's this little voice in our head that's saying, oh, you can't do that. Are you crazy? You know, those voices happen to all of us. I'm sure of it. Some form or another. And if you can learn to not be judgmental of others as much, not to be judgmental of situations, then you will learn not to be so judgmental of yourself. You will notice those voices. You will, you will flip them. You will reverse them. You, you will just say to yourself, hey, I don't have to believe that. That's not true. Just because I'm hearing it in my head doesn't mean it's true. And that's what I had to do in order to acquire those properties, in order to leave my teaching job behind, and in order to just keep moving forward with, with an entrepreneurial kind of lifestyle. And I mean, for people who are thinking like, if I think something that doesn't guarantee it's going to happen. I mean, there are no guarantees, but when you think it, you put it into focus. And if you put something like that into focus, your actions match what you think about, what you focus on. So it's something that can help you a lot. If you really take the time to consciously think about it, to uh, be mindful of the different things that you're aiming for. Uh, one of the questions that I do have is, it's interesting you mentioned the apartments uh, because uh, like you, you buy one, you buy number two, uh, you've got some people, I'll, I'll use clients in this example. You get your first client, you get your second client, you feel like you keep doing it all day and you know, you ditched your job, you love what you're doing now, but I've heard of the person who has, gets to 20 or 30 clients who now feels overwhelmed and doesn't love their work. It's just like golden handcuffs, but they built them themselves. So I'm wondering how can we align our work with our lifestyle and not kind of fall into that trap? Yeah, I think you have to very carefully evaluate your life and what you want your life to look like. Because you're right, you can build a, a situation for yourself, you can build a trap for yourself where, you know, yes, it's true. You don't have that same job you used to have, but you can just build a job for yourself that is not much more fun than the one you previously had. So it's very important to take the time to lay this out on a piece of paper, write down exactly what you want your life to look like. What is in your life right now that you wish was not there? What are the elements of your life that you love? Write all of these things down and then make a list. In this new situation in my life, in this new transition, how do I want my days to look like? Exactly what kinds of activities do I want to be doing? What kinds of activities do I not want to be doing? And those are, are uh, items that a lot of people don't take the time to think out and write down. But if you do, think about it very carefully and write it down and then create the kind of job out of that that you want, then you will have a much better situation for yourself. And of course, you realize that you will be able to outsource lots of aspects of whatever it is you're going to be doing. But at first, you probably won't be able to outsource things. You know, at first, it's limited how much outsourcing you can do until you start to generate revenue. And then you can outsource the things that you don't really enjoy doing 
and you can just concentrate on what you love to do. And through that meditation and mindfulness and being grounded, you will start to be more and more aware of what those truths are, what those actual things are that you want to be doing in your life and what you don't want to be doing. And I love this idea of just like really think about what you want to be doing because, I mean, it's easy to just think you want to get out of your job, you want to do this thing and you're very clear on what it is, like be a coach, for instance, get clients. But then it's like, how many clients do you want? Like how much money do you want to make? Because, you know, who doesn't want to make a million dollars a year, but there's a lot of work associated with getting there. For some people, that work doesn't make sense based on what their lifestyle is, what their desires are. So really being able to map that stuff out is really key. And I mean, when you want to map that stuff out, mindfulness. That's what a lot of it comes back to. I mean, mindfulnessmode.com. I do recommend you all check that out. Keep following Bruce's work. I'm wondering, in addition to mindfulnessmode.com and your show, is there any other places we can go to just follow your work for and uh, see what you're all about? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I do spend time coaching people who who really appreciate uh, learning the, some of these mindfulness techniques. And right now I've got, uh, I'm, I'm actually outsourcing my website, my coaching website, so it's not up and running. But if any of your listeners, Mark, would like to have a 30-minute one-on-one call with me, all you have to do is email me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And the first seven people who contact me, I'll get you on a call and I will tell you and help you with specific ways you can ditch overwhelm in your life. You can get rid of some of the anxiety and stress you're experiencing and you can get on a forward track where you are feeling grounded and you are feeling good about the direction you're headed in. Uh, so we'll include all that in the show notes. Important thing there, first seven people. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of, part of it is like if you're kind of on the fence, why not do it? Because it's free. But part of it is also if you do it, you better show up for Bruce because that's like one person who won't be getting it. So I want to throw those thoughts out there because I know, you know, it's only for seven people. So Bruce, thank you so much for offering that to all the listeners who do take action on that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome, Mark. It's been a real pleasure. And I I admire you and all the work you do. And I know that a lot of the work you achieve is because of the fact that you have a mindful way of dealing with your life and all the things you do as well. So I appreciate that. Keep up the great work, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ditch the Job. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate if you could leave a quick review. We are a relatively new show and all those reviews are really going to add up. And if you want to talk with me about how you can boost your revenue, schedule a free strategy call with me, see how we can work together. The link is markberry.com slash strategy for anyone who's interested. We will be throwing it in the show notes. But once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It is listeners like you who allow me to create new podcasts and do all these different projects that I love doing. So what I want you to do is to dream big, achieve greatness, and unlock your potential today.